0: luck,
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show, coming at you from the Pico Youth Center in Santa Monica, California. Sitting across from me, my co-host, my partner, is
0: Chumahan Bone, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian. Come on. Come on. Come on.
1: Last. yeah that's what I'm talking about X All yeah. yeah good choice come on come on yeah uh, uh, hey 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 alright on. on sound oh, blue eyes himself that's oh, right Sean Lewis oh oh certified oh, audio oh. professional
2: the oh. is this Engineer what for the hard look show.
1: She, man, you got yeah, You yeah, well,
3: you Christ, you 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 God. you love
1: you you God. We love
3: you, Christ.
1: You're Christ. You're Christ. Christ. you No give a fuck and I don't give a fuck Greatest showrunner, Santa Monica Schwartz. Born in LA. What's up Schwartz? Born
3: in LA. So wonderful.
0: I don't know. You know what? Schwartz is like he doesn't have the same You know what I mean? Yeah, what's up with that? Like, we put when the
1: did Gusto it? back on? Yeah, Gusto. How did you?
0: What's you? Yeah, what's up, Schwartz? Greatest showrunner on yeah. it, Schwartz. <laughs> Bro, oh no, hey, no, I did hey, I'm sorry, that, I thought right? you were
3: just yeah, let's let's try an idea. Yeah, yeah let's let's try, it, try, again. try again. it again. Come, come, come on, come, on, come, come sh- right. Ready? Okay. Maybe
0: you need pre work.
1: Hey, greatest <laughs> showrunner on earth, Santa Monica Schwartz. What's up, Schwartz? What's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's, up? What's up? What's
0: up? What's up? One more time. One more time. What's yeah. up?
1: One more time. always
0: Come on, Sasquatch Schwartz.
1: It's Santa Monica Schwartz, our showrunner. Good
3: morning. What it do, fellas? Yeah. Happy to be here. Yeah As always.
0: You know what it is, Schwartz? I think I it's not. Know, I don't think. I don't think it's authentic. Really? Like I, yeah. yeah. When you're like, "What a dude!" It's like, "What is that?" How would you really greet somebody in the morning, like your butt, your pals? I just your got drink? out of jail, right? What's up, brother? That's it. There you go. Well, All right. Well, All right. well listen. Yes, while while Schwartz figures that out, <laughs> we got a real special guest. Yeah. Somebody that really brings the heat straight from the seat. Comes off the street, yep. ain't afraid of no meat. Happy right. <laughs> me to greet, he don't yeah. cheat. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Alex, you, yeah. <laughs> Alex! <That's> right. <laughs> Thank,
1: y'all.
0: Yeah.
1: Pico, Thank you, man. Pico Youth and Family Center's in the house. Yeah. That's right. We got Alex, yeah. director here today,
0: the commander.
1: Commander, the yeah. patron.
2: I appreciate y'all.
0: We had to borrow him from the convention of the L.A. Philharmonic, Monarch, where he's yes. conducting motherfucking lessons and yeah, business. Business.
1: business. Yeah, The exactly. only thing you were conducting was business. Yeah, though, that's
2: y'all. right. It's crazy, because, you know, we got a bunch of people from out of town, people from Alaska coming to this conference, and, you know, it's it's been crazy meeting people, you know, but I'm just happy that we're doing something that nobody else is doing here in L.A., you know, or even throughout the country, you know, so... What no, do you mean by that? Yeah, no, nobody else is doing like music around like social justice or activism in LA no. or Santa Monica, right? right and right. we're like the only youth organization that's doing it. So yeah, that's great, so so for Mister and Mrs. Earbuds that may not know because
0: we got people around the world that listens. What's your yeah. relationship to the Pico Youth and Family Center?
2: I am the executive director of the Pico Youth and Family Center here in Santa Monica. You hear that, old blue yeah, eyes? I that? mean, you oh salute him. Yes. You salute you him. You drop down to one knee
1: when you see this man. Yeah, kneel yeah. well, before
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> no, no, later. That's later. that's, yeah, later. No, that's, that's like, Oscar. Uh, you do that
2: for Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know Oscar, why was... Oscar's the founder. So he started this organization over. He's 20... He's the one you get down on your knees. Yeah. Right, he right. Uh, he started this organization over twenty years There's ago, and uh, you know, I've been fortunate enough to to be around. Since 2002 as well, and now um, I've been the executive director since uh, January of last year, so January 2020, right before COVID hit, so, you know. It's been a crazy ride, you know, this last year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. So uh,
1: I watched the- Alex be a client, a, kid, a young yeah. guy here come yeah. up, grow up helping out, being here consistently. He was a client. For yeah. how long? From the beginning. Like I was, was about, uh, yeah,
2: when when the when the youth center first opened, I, I was in high school. So I was like 15, 16 years old. Year old, you know? And he was
1: everywhere Oscar was. He'd That's be showing amazing. up
2: helping yeah however so. he
1: could he'd be taking on all this stuff and stayed here and now he's
0: yeah so yeah. you see all that's you incredible. intern motherfuckers yep. that are listening and you're like slow overnight bang, half yeah. stepping and all yeah. that shit
1: right well i want to show up for six months and want a reward exactly yeah. you put the work in is
0: that right Alex? yes sir that's and, why he's the commander
2: you know uh, steve you know lucky just reminded me of something you know like some of the the first kids he worked with are now like social workers, you know, right? And yeah. Teachers. That's yeah. the kind of so, that's a that's an awesome legacy, Steve. So you, you know, oh, yeah, we're gonna bring
1: the girls on and do
2: that. Show. I, I have a picture in the office of you with uh, the, with the girls. That's and right. Like I a, lo- a lot, lot of them are social to... workers and that's teachers. Right. You know? uh,
1: Sh- uh, Schwartz. That's another show that we have yeah, to Schwartz. scale out, and that's uh if you could just take a note real quick. Yep. And that's uh the 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 youth. Yeah. That I work, that I mentored here at the yeah. youth center. We're bringing all the girls on, right, uh, to have a show. So, anyways, yeah. above and beyond that, yes, Alex. Uh, wait, wait, I watched wait.
0: you. Okay, I want to know, Alex, as an executive director, as a man about town. Thanks, sir. When yes. you go to the L.A. Philharmonic, like convention or conference, conference yeah, like. How like what goes on there? Like what do you get to do? You Symposium. like yeah? Did you see Yo Yo Ma? Did you punch him in the face and be like Yo? You, you know, it's, it's <laughs> Yo-Yo t- Yo-Yo essentially
2: Ma. what it is. It's a it's a huge networking event, and the, you know they have different workshops, so that they can have a workshop on podcasting or like music and education, you know. So it's different. It's different people talking. They have like uh, guest speakers, lecturers, what was the coolest keynote speakers? Th- what was the coolest thing you saw or heard so um, far? The coolest thing I saw was probably uh, yesterday's keynote speaker. Um, This professor from USC, like his name was uh, Manuel Pastor. He was talking about like, you know, basically he was talking about how the demographics in L.A. have changed drastically over the last 20 years. How have they changed? You know, so so like right now, like the youth population in Los Angeles was predominantly white, like there was over 50 percent white and now it's over 60 percent Latino. In L.A., the youth, wow. the youth population, so kids under 18. Wow. Right. And so, like, mm-hmm. some, of the, some of the statistics he was dropping was, m- like, mind-blowing. What did you take that to wow. mean for L.A.'s future? It means that, you know, that there's going to be a lot more people of color in the future, you know? So, uh, you know, LA, L.A. is predominantly people of color now. You know? know what's interesting about
0: that is like lately in the news it's been um put out there that there's a lot of people especially like uh the Republicans or whatever that are against what they call critical race theory being taught in schools.
2: Yeah, so that, that that's essentially that's ethnic studies, you know. Right. And now the the governor just passed, you know, a law saying that ethnic studies, you know, in order for, you know, kids to graduate they got to take an ethnic studies course right which which is something that that, like the movement for that kind of started here at pyfc right you know so now it started here in santa monica we joined up with with an organization in arizona who was first doing the work and then all the all the teachers that were teaching ethnic studies in arizona yeah they got fired right so so they came a lot of them came to california to la and they, they, they re energized the movement here in L.A. Right. And it's kind of messed up because just
0: so uh, you guys can kind of get a sense of what's going on. Essentially, what it is, is you teach American history. Yeah. Okay. Right. Am I right, yeah, Alex? And real In and real American history, there's no way to talk about American history without talking about. Yeah. They,
2: they, don't, they don't talk about the genocide of, of Native people. Right. Or anything like right. that. Right, you know? right. Right. So so what happens, check this out, Steve. Check this out. This is serious. This is a real fucking thing. Yeah. So
0: what happens is is they go, All right, we're gonna teach American history. And then on the way, you have to talk about what happened with the Indians. Yeah. Then you have to talk about what happened with African Americans in slavery. <laughs> you gotta talk about all the shit, right? Yeah, yeah. All the right. skeletons. And need you're to not come out. necessarily trying to say like everything's bad or whatever this is just what happened that's history right the the facts then what happens is some real like birch society conservative yahoos come along and they try to claim that this is critical race theory it's not history (laughs) you're promoting critical race theory and then they come in and try to shut it down
2: so you can't hear the real history right right correct and you know what? If they do talk about it, it's like two pages in the history book. Right? right. It's like they, they, they try to condition. why
1: they try and say that that's stirring shit up.
2: Yes, and also because what
0: happens well, that is sounds like communism. Well, that yeah. is what that is. Yeah. That is exactly There's another what that argument is. Is. as well.
2: They're
3: trying I mean, to go ahead. You yeah there's another argument that they make that you know it's like we shouldn't have to burden the kids now with these horrible things that happened in the past and them going to become like you know self-hating Americans because we were so horrible to slaves the
1: but here's the thing
0: here's the thing, part of the reason believe. Yeah, it is unfucking. Unbelievable. unbelievable. Imagine let me ask you well, this we don't shit. want you
1: to feel like we don't want them to do that, so we just won't do this.
0: Right. Yeah, and the truth yeah. of the matter is, is there's actually zero studies to suggest that like if you're a kid and you learn about the prior history of what went on in the country means that you feel personally <sighs> like you have to carry Piece that of shit, right? Right. Yeah. It's a bunch of bullshit. Fucking bullshit. Imagine, man. imagine, imagine this. Imagine in Germany, mm-hmm. right? Young Germans growing up. And they came along and said, well, we don't want to tell the young kids about the Holocaust because it might upset them. Yep. Think about that. And, yep. then, and then enough time goes by.
1: And there is no story of the Holocaust.
0: And nobody really knows. Then it becomes a kind of like a slightly rumor. Then somebody says, well, there's alternative, there's alternative well, viewpoints yeah. on the Holocaust. Yeah, I was going to say,
3: you're asking if that happened in Germany? Well, you can look at this country because that's what's happened
0: here. Right. But what I'm saying is, is that that is what's missed out. And part of the problem is... It would be the same thing. Listen to this. This is how dumb this fucking argument really is. It would be the same exact thing if you said to British Americans, right? Americans, like last name Smith. Mm-hmm. And you said, well, we're not going to teach the revolution in King George Third stuff, uh, American Revolution, because we don't want the British American people to feel badly that their ancestors were part of the British Empire that Americans broke away from. That would be the same thing. You would be telling mm-hmm. basically everybody, well, we can't tell any story, I guess. Right. right. Yeah, And that's what they want. They want a blank slate so that their advertisers and their lobbyists and the Koch brothers and 7-Eleven
2: can come in and basically Fill try your to- mind. Absolutely. I, re- I remember when I was in high school, it, it seemed like we spent like four weeks talking about World War I, World War II. You know, and, like, wh- wh- why don't we talk about other issues that happened throughout right. history, you know? Right. If we spent, like, four weeks talking about this. Right. Like, World War One, World War Two, II. And, and it, really, and it, right. 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 So, like, we should also get time to talk about other issues that are happening, like the genocide of Native people or, you know, the... Slavery
1: the, or fucking... Exactly. Or how like about,
2: how yeah. about, the, how about, how about
0: um, the disenfranchisement, but basically... Screwing with the voting rights Of Latin Americans that live here Who helped build this country yeah. yep. I mean I, you drive down to 405 And you look at those construction crews And a lot of those people may be Latin folks that are building the infrastructure Of this country and then you turn around And try to gerrymander the voting district yeah. So that they don't have a voice In how they're
2: represented In this country right. So, so the, whole point, the whole point of ethnic studies Is to highlight these voices These other stories that we don't hear about Right in sure. high school so that that's that's the power of having these classes.
1: You're trying to do that. absolutely.
2: You know what Juman's trying to
1: do that on a much larger level. Yeah, yeah. Right. He he wants to we're trying to put the the, the important films and the important stories in cinematic yeah. that that they aren't telling you. That they're we, not we, showing We
2: it. can do that. We can do that through the, you know, just the implementation of ethnic studies in high schools. So this, this is going to yep. be for all high schools in California. Right. So that, that's why it's sending a powerful message. My personal
0: feeling is is that um, it potentially should be restructured out of ethnic studies and just called American history. Right. It belongs right. to white. Yeah. It belongs to black. It sure. doesn't matter. Yeah. It's all our history. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So wait, going back to the Philharmonic though. Yeah. All
2: right. What kind of food do they got going on there? Did you get? Is there any cool Uh, like little Philharmonic? Philharmonic
1: Philharmonic's got money.
2: Yeah, Um, that sounds rich. Yeah, I mean, the first day we were there, they gave us like a big burrito. <laughs> like, like a big burrito. I, I didn't finish it. Like, I, I, I took it home and had it for dinner. That sounds like somebody well. like
1: that's pulling up the buck in uh, Chino Prison for the <laughs> right. Oh, man, they, I think it was a big burrito, big
2: old cinnamon roll. Yeah. You know, you, you know what they they, 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 they had ride, like ride, uh ride the they, they had like local caterers. So yeah, you know, so great. like uh, you know, independent businesses from Inglewood or whatever. Right. Cause the the conference was in Inglewood at the, the the new brand new center. And d- were there Eaglewood's any-
1: got about 15 brand new centers Yep Right yeah. And it's because Eaglewood's of SoFi more-
3: Stadium
2: Part of it, yeah, it could be that Yeah, definitely yeah. that Yeah
0: And what about, like, did you see any Do they have equipment there too? Like technology, music technology that they show off?
2: Any vendors show off some cool new shit? Um, I saw ins- inside the center They have, like, uh, th- these practice recorded studios Yeah So they have, like Little studios where, where students could practice playing the instruments. Right. And I, as I was walking down the hall, I could hear people playing the instruments.
0: Did it sound good? In, this, in the studios, yeah.
2: That's Is great. it
0: true? I heard a rumor. Maybe you can put this to bed or not. I don't know. But that Kanye West tried to show up there and they wouldn't let him into the L.A. Philharmonic
2: Conference? Um... I, I haven't heard that. <laughs> All right. <I> <laughs> you that. have no information no, on that? Uh, yeah, that was that just a rumor. I don't know that for a fact. And they he kept it up. He actually just changed his name this week. Yep. To, to what? To ye. Yee. What? Yeah. Yep.
3: Legally what? changed his name. To ye? Like Y E or Y E. Y E E. Like ye, or Y-E-E? Y-E-E. Like Double ye e.
0: old tavern? Like well, Pong. it used to be like
3: yay, Ye, Y E. But I don't know what the Y-E-E is. Yeah, yee.
2: I don't know how he pronounces it, if it's Yee or yay, or whatever. Yeah. You know, but he changed his name. <laughs> and then he's going to change got his issues. last name to Z. So it's yeah. going to be E
1: He's got issues.
0: E Z. Easy. Easy. Yeezy. Yeezy. Listen, yep, um, there you go. Um, so, now, Alex, maybe you can weigh in on this from the Philharmonic. Um. Steve sent me... Uh, a couple of guys that are uh from the Philharmonic mm-hmm. that are trying to uh
2: get their music it's out there. They're
1: grant too.
2: Right, they're trying to get grant. That's I heard right. They're front runners. Right. Um yeah, it, I'm trying I'm trying to, you know, partner with them more because there's a huge opportunity with this new new mm-hmm. center that they have in Inglewood, you know. For right. These guys. Okay, so here these guys. here here's these
0: guys that are leading for the I'm
2: grant. I'm boy <laughs> and I've been trying to make Oh, I'm an island boy. I am just
3: island boy. This visual will be on. Boy. I'm gonna get key white wine. You're gonna keep that guy. I'm gonna keep staring at the line. I'm so
2: full gazing. I'm like, Pooh, I'm staying. They're like, You wanna be famous? To be
0: fine. Uh, oh man. The visual makes that so
3: much better. Hold
1: on, hold Somebody. on.
0: So first of all Here's Sean Sean show. Old Blue Eyes Is rubbing his Crack shot <laughs> blue eyes
1: It's one of the worst clips We've ever had on the show
0: Sean Can you describe What's going on there musically Okay
3: First of all
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hate that little like Thing that they do
3: Whatever yeah. mm-hmm. Like that
0: Island boy <laughs> Island boy Island boy but, the
3: What the fuck is up with their heads Yeah <laughs>
0: I'm looking at baby Yeah, those are breadlocks.
1: Looks like a, somebody yeah, so off of Rick and Morty. What is really going on? Sideshow Bob was What crack. the hell happened? And where are these guys' parents? W- yeah. Oh, they So, definitely not in the picture. So, so, Alex,
0: you we're just playing around, but just so that Alex, you have a con- context of the situation. So, I'll be sitting there, right? In the middle of like a hearing, right? And I got my phone on silent. Okay, somebody's life is on the line. No, but it'll be some kind of hearing. And I'll be sitting there and I'll look at my phone and I'll see a message from Steve Big Lux. Right. And I'll look at it on Instagram and it'll be this. (laughs) And then I'll sit there and I'll be like, what the fuck is this? And then I'll listen to it. And all the while, the judge is like, "Mr. Bone, do you have anything to say?" And in the back of my mind, I'm like, "I'm an island boy." It's just trapped in my mind, bro. Oh, trapped. Boy. Any chance that those guys are going to be at the Pico Youth Center, Alex?
2: No, no. Yeah. no.
0: <laughs> it's an open door policy to anybody Unless, but those kids. No. Unless you invite no. them on the podcast, no, right, bro, man. right? Right. Man. How many podcasts have you done, Alex? This is
2: like my third one. Yeah. And yeah, what, you, what, what 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 were the two that you did before this one? It was the the the, the last one I did was with one of my students.
0: Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm.
2: Called, calls it Rowdy Talk. Rowdy Talk? Rowdy Talk. He's on YouTube. You can look him up. Is it Rowdy? I like that. Yes. You can get rowdy. Yeah. yeah. What is rowdy? What did you guys well, talk? Well, he's about? from South Central, you know, so he, he gets rowdy. So he gets rowdy. You know? uh, so that means he's uh,
1: extra mm. super. He got. He's a specialist, uh, professional yeah, yeah, yeah. on rowdy.
2: <laughs>
0: right. He's expert, an expert on rowdy.
1: Expert rowdy. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. And when you get rowdy, what do you do, Alex? You like you start punching people in
2: the face? I don't really get rowdy, man. I just have a good time, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's <laughs> Island boy. Island more. But but, go, <laughs> but going yeah. back to uh, the LA Phil, you know. Oh yeah, real. I oh, actually, real time. I actually posted a picture of. Of the conference yesterday on my Instagram. Okay. Let's so see. this is like the picture of... Bro, okay. Oh, what wow. we're
0: seeing is a huge screen and awesome banners. It looks like, yeah. like for like elevated elite upscale people.
2: Well, this is, like, for administrators, people that are, you know, doing, Executives. doing this right. work, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Is it? The there he is. There he is. Yeah. All right, ladies Girl. and gentlemen.
1: Oscar the man. Come on, Oscar. Welcome Oscar in. Oscar for mayor. Hey, Oscar, you got a nice seat for you right there. Mayor Santa Monica. Got a just cold water there. for you right here, boss. Got a cold water. Come on in, dog. Come, Come on in. Come on in. Do we yeah. wanna Yeah Oscar was at his son's uh baseball game. Oh no, soccer, soccer. soccer this
0: morning. Right on. Yeah. Uh, do
1: we wanna reset or just roll? You know what, Sean, what do you think? Do we roll or do we Audio. clip it and Boop.
0: then mix it in or what do you wanna do? Do you wanna start a it? fresh show? Oh, well Oscar, let's, let's ask Oscar, he's the leader. Oscar, what do you want to do? Founder. going. We just been we we've just been chopping up with Alex in the LA Philharmonic Conference. Why don't, yeah, yeah,
1: why Jumon, why don't we just pull up everybody to speed on Oscar and, yeah. and bring him into the
0: Pull him up? If man, if you don't know, then you don't know. But let me we tell don't you. Know this, This gentleman is the founder of the Pico Youth Center. He's a long-standing resident and fighter and champion of justice in Santa Monica. I mean, in multiple different ways. School board member. City City council. uh, Yeah. Councilman. He's a councilman now. Obviously, the next candidate for president. We all know obviously. that Biden's not able to get that three point five trillion dollar deal through the Democrats, a social net, safety net. Oscar obviously has the connections to do it. You know
1: what, Oscar, we do seriously need to know what the next step is, Oscar. I mean, is it what that is and how? Because Chuman every I would say every month, he hits me up at least twice and he goes, what's up with us running? Uh, Oscars campaign right coming on the show right. are we helping him to get to- by the
0: way your bag man will be Schwartz mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> so he'll carry that chapstick that you like and everything else that you need right all right So way well, yeah, out what's coming down the pike for you, brother? Mm.
4: Well, uh, good morning everyone. Good morning, good morning. Good morning Oscar. It's a pleasure to be here. Buenos dias. Buenos dias We're still waking up, but uh, mm-hmm. ready to go you know in terms of uh, politics I, I served five terms on the city on the uh, school board And uh, I was just elected past November uh, to the city council. So, you know, five years on on the school board, I mean, five terms. um, I I didn't finish my my last term because I was elected to the city council, but... 18 years of service on the school wow. board. Wow. I never Good saw God. it as a stepping stone. Most politicians, what they do is, they, you know, they run for school board, they, they get elected, then mm-hmm. they, you know... These career types. Correct. Then they go to the next level, right? City council. Then after that, you know, they go to state assembly right. or, or senate, you know? Right. They look at the state legislature, and then they go to federal level or a statewide, you know, position. Right. Um, and, you know, that, that really is... It never really appealed to me, you know? I, 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 first of all, I want to stay home. You know, I want to be, you know, raising my two boys, which is like out of all the titles, you know, uh, that I've had in my life, the most important one is father. Right. I love that. So be there for my my two boys. Um, So I never really saw, you know, myself being a career politician, like, you know, stepping stone, you know, go to the next level. So that's why I stayed so long on the school board because it was a passion of mine. You know, I love public education and love advocating for young people. And being here at the Youth Center, um, People Youth and Family Center you know uh, it, it's great because you get to talk to the youth so for me every time I went to a school board meeting I was informed from the young people themselves, like how the public education system was failing them, you know. Right. So I took their voice, you know, onto the dais on the school board, and now with city council, it's the same thing. But we're looking at bigger issues, you know, um, gentrification, homelessness, crime. You know, this being on the city council is just very different uh, than being on the school board. The issues are different. You know, the the level of uh, uh, resident engagement is
0: different. The issues are different. Let me let me before we move on to what. City Council is like cause I am very curious to know what the differences are while we're still with the, all the experience that you had on the school board I've been seeing that um, In the news one of the things that conservatives like real weird conservatives not just normal like, you know middle-of-the-road small government types have been trying to push to block American history by framing it as critical race theory. Did you have any experience or what what knowledge you have on that uh, based on your Experience as a school on the school board.
4: Yeah, well, you know, we started pushing uh, ethnic studies, right? And what I've seen is the the right Uh, They called it critical race theory because it's like complicated and it was easier to attack, you know, Right. but really what they're going after is ethnic studies, right? Because their number one fear is solidarity, you know, unity amongst people, right? which comes from self-knowledge. So if you have a demographic change, a shift that we're experiencing right now in the country, you know, you can still maintain the power, you know, meaning the white minority, right? Can still maintain the power. If all the people of color that are now the numerical majority are not united, right? And so we we we've seen this throughout the history of this country, though. You know, Italian Americans, you know, work together. Uh, Irish Americans, Jewish Americans, right? African Americans. So you know, group solidarity is very important, but you have to have knowledge of self. Uh, one one woman put it best. She said, "You know, knowledge of self." Uh, leads to uh, self-love right and and once you achieve self-love then you can have self-defense right essentially if you have a people that Uh, Don't have knowledge of self don't have an appreciation for their history, right? Yeah, Uh, then there's no group solidarity You don't vote together. You don't you know, pull your resources together Which
0: is what is required in this country as the civil rights in the 60s showed us you need to have a Solidarity in order to push the levers in this country.
4: Correct. And so that's why that's why they're attacking uh, ethnic studies and you know critical race theory because they, they fear all of this is based on fear. They fear the demographic shifts that are occurring in the country So one of the things that they know is really powerful is that once you know that people have Knowledge of self knowledge of their history. They're gonna vote together. They're gonna be more united and on top of that for example, if you're let's say uh, a group that has historically suffered some type of oppression or marginalization right once you learn of other groups that have fought for example let's say if i'm mexican american and i learn about the african uh, american civil rights movement i have a deeper appreciation for the african american civil rights movement i have right. uh, and i see the connection on how what martin luther king did for example had an impact on my life right so therefore it's harder to divide you know people because you you start seeing that hey there's a connection between all these groups and we all have to stay more united and let so m-
0: let me ask you this I agree with everything you just said and I know that's true. How do we get economically disadvantaged white people to join the Mexican Americans, the African Americans? How can we make that part of an ethnic studies so they can't complain? Because my thinking is you can't call it critical race theory if whites are part of it. Poor whites are in there. How do we do that?
4: Well, I think number one is, uh, you know, people need to understand sort of their social standing in society, right? right. First and mo- foremost, you have to know that it's it, yeah, you know, race and racism <laughs> is 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 an issue. Yep. But class and classism is also As. a very important, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. element that we have to focus on. And and you know, the divide and conquer strategy has always been something that's utilized by those in power. You know, so, right? So at one point, you know, where there was a movement for emancipation, you know, to to free. Um, you know, African-Americans here in this country from slavery. Uh, of course, you know, the, the message from the masters, the slave masters was, hey, uh, low-income whites or poor whites, if these blacks get free, they're taking your jobs. Right. Yep. So so then now the poor white is against, you know, uh, you know, abolition. And and,
0: and and it takes the focus off for the poor white. Why are you poor? Yeah. Why does the master, right, who says he's, sol- he's in solidarity with you and wants your help... Why is he keeping all the gold for himself and making you duke it out with another poor person from another race?
4: Correct. And we see the same thing with like, hey, these undocumented immigrants are taking your jobs. Right. Exactly. So now African-Americans are being told, hey, if these Mexicans come over the border, they're taking your jobs. Right. And that's not Mm. true because Mm. it's the capital that's leaving south of the border. It's right. these corporations that are allowed to lo- move all over the world, yes. right? Yep. And yes. and they and they take jobs away from ah. Americans. Yeah, right. man. But yet what happens is is that you blame yeah, they get you blame the undocumented immigrant that's coming over to right. say they're taking your jobs. And the truth of the matter is is that, you know, it's a distraction. Yeah. Like, because they know that that's a way to trick people. In the in the time that let's say that undocumented person crossed the border and is coming after your job. Right. A thousand jobs just left the country to China, to other parts of the world where they can exploit cheap labor. Right.
1: right, right. Like Levi's and Nike and all everybody that, right. fucking else. Exactly. exactly.
4: So so that's what's going on. Is, is And we can't fall for the okie doke anymore. I think there's a new uh, age of enlightenment. Yeah. yeah. And people need to see beyond, you know, the, the race and the skin color. And, and we need to look at, look, we're all brothers and sisters in a bigger struggle. Right. You know, of, of how we're going to, you know... Feed our families and have jobs where we can afford to buy a house. I mean, you know, live the American dream. The American dream is just so distant. I mean, the middle class is losing out. We're not, we can't. We can't succeed in this country, you know, when when you lose so much, so much of the middle class, and and people don't have the opportunities, right, that they that other generations had.
0: So, right. based course. on that, going into your experiences on city council and speaking specifically of probably one of the most pristine, the crown jewels of the globe of a city, Santa Monica, obviously. Mm. Um, How do you see? Because I'm looking at the future, and I'm looking at what people are kind of fighting about, and the jobs, and automation, and all the new sort of tensions rising with China. And I'm asking myself, where are we going? Like, what's the future hold for people? What do you have any thoughts on that?
4: Yeah, you know, I mean, here in Santa Monica, we have a very wealthy city, you know, right, and a lot of investment. The high tech sectors here, you know, you. They call it Silicon Beach, you know, Santa Monica, Mm -hmm. Venice, Marina del Rey, all all these uh, west side communities that are, you know, really expensive to live in. Right. And um, so you see, you know, you see robotics, you know, you see these delivery systems uh, that are starting to pop up, you know, so the city council... Um, the staff, you know, we we you know we were just elected, but you see this sort of like innovation. You hear that word a lot. Like we want to be an innovative city. They right. even talked about a smart city, you know, so wiring everything up and <laughs> having everything automated. And so there's going to be a lot of job loss. You know, that's that's one of the things that we have to balance. Like, yeah, there's technological advancements, but then on the other side, like how many jobs are going to be lost? You know, right? And so there needs to be that balance, and people need to be mindful of that. I mean, for me, it's like you have such a wealthy city there's a lot of opportunities you could do a lot you know when you have a lot when you have resources right The thing is those resources have to be invested in the right way, you mm-hmm. know So are we investing in education? Are we in res- investing in the residents of the city? You know, like a lot of times Santa Monica's focused outward meaning how do we bring in tourism, right? right. So all this infrastructure all this investment goes into support people to come and visit the city So those businesses can prosper and so forth, but then the residents are an afterthought, you know, you
0: mm-hmm. know what, when I'm hearing you talking I think about what I feel like I've experienced the question I really have is because like Stockton started that universal salary program, pilot program, right? And we used to be a consumer economy where it was like everybody had disposable income to buy stupid crap from a bunch of people. And that's partially the engine of the economy. As we move forward, I don't see that there, there's going to be, there's two things that seems to be going on. One is job loss for a regular person is going to continue, I think. This is just me speaking, so don't blame anybody else except Chumahan Bowen, All right, Reach me on our website if you think I'm wrong. And then the other piece of it is is that the actual wage or the salary that someone makes, it's not going to meet the demands a consumer economy requires, in which case there will have to be some kind of redistribution or a universal salary of some sort. Do you have thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, wages
4: have stagnated since the 70s. Right. <clears throat> One day, you know, my dad... He was looking at all his kids, you know, we were in a big family, you know, get together. And he looked at him, he goes, hey, man, how is it that, like, a lot of you guys didn't do as well as your mom and me? You know, like, we came not even knowing the language. We bought a house, you know? Yeah, right. Like and I was like, I was like, Dad, I'm all, wh- you came in in the 70s. Right. You know, when, you know, the money that you earned back then in terms of inflation, uh, that was like, Engineering your success. Undocumented immigrant in w- coming into West LA, they bought their first house in Culver City, right? Um, for like forty-five thousand dollars, I think, oh, something like that, right? And so um, you could do that back then, but, right? But right. what happened since the seventies is the prices of everything has gone up, right? But wages did not keep, you know... Pace. Pace. And yeah. so we have this huge, you know, inequality, this huge income gap. Priced out. You know, Everything priced, priced out. out. And so so now you know wages because wages have stagnated for so long um what an Amer- americans are earning right now even you know with a living wage which is about 15 something an hour you which know which is what I'm crazy saying? so most of the most of the parts of the of the in santa monica we passed the living wage ordinance you know so that um you know companies uh businesses here are paying 15 you know plus right uh an hour but um Most parts of the country don't have even, you know, they have a minimum wage, right? A federal minimum wage, which, what is it now, seven-something? Yeah, seven-something.
0: Think about that. An hour's worth of work, seven-something. What can you buy with that?
3: Nothing if you live in a major metro area. Even if you don't live
0: in a major metro, a lot of these prices are getting more and more nationalized. You know, what's interesting is it makes... So what seems to happen, too, right, based on what you're saying is, what also seems to be taking place is that grandchildren and children who are still living in the house that their parent who could afford the house, right, bought, Mm -hmm. and now they've inherited it. Mm -hmm. But because they don't have a job that's paying the bills, they refinance and eventually they lose ownership of their family home. Mm -hmm. Right. And I see I in, in fact, you know what I was I have a potential client. I won't say who it is, but this person, there was a PACE program uh, in California that was set up for low-income folks to try to see if they could take advantage of green energies and blah, blah, blah. And the idea was, I think, uh, that there would be affordable loans that would be kind of like pre-approved for these homes in these uh, economically disadvantaged areas. This person was 70 years old, a woman. This contractor shows up. She doesn't want it, but he hooks her into getting it right on her home, not far from here, let's say. And now she's got a $40,000 debt tied to the home and the work wasn't done properly, and nobody can find that contractor anymore. So there's an active, it seems to me, um, chiseling away at people's personal property and personal wealth that's been going on. Do you see that?
4: You see a whole lot, especially COVID, it's it's much more apparent, you know, where there's been a redistribution of wealth, you know, like in the country throughout. I mean, just in Santa Monica, you drive around like, oh, that business went under, that business went under. And then like three weeks later, there's a new business, you know, so meaning there's a new owner. So there was a lot of flipping going on and, and COVID, you know, I think exacerbated, you know, a lot of that. Um, so, the transition of wealth has been going on. So, there's been a lot of people that have benefited, you know, from yeah. COVID, you know, yeah. and, and, and the downturn and so forth.
0: Amazon, there's all, yeah, all that. Yeah. Right. Amazon. Boy, it's, it's been a consolidation. Mm-hmm. Like, it's true. People have benefited, but what I'm seeing is more concentrated in fewer hands. Yeah, correct. It's, I think, and, and, I think the, the, the tech sector has reaped the benefits of COVID. 1,000%. So, yeah. yeah. And you know what? It makes me question. Right. Why did Jeff Bezos? And this is just Chumahan. So just blame me. Don't blame anyone. <laughs> Chumahan. Uh, I mean, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk. Why are we letting private owners control the future?
4: Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is money in this country has a lot of power, you know, and <sighs> I think I think that's really that's not going to change. Well, right, know, going to change as long as you have a so-called democracy. That's fueled by campaign donations, (sighs) you know, (laughs) uh, there is no way, you know, that you you have to take money out of politics. You know, there shouldn't be any privately financed like campaigns, (laughs) like everybody that's running for office should get a set amount of money. You're running for city council. okay? you qualify and all that. You get 50 G's and that's all you can spend. And every candidate only can spend 50 G's. And then these political action committees, illegal, you Mm -hmm. know, like you shouldn't be able to interfere (laughs) in, in any of that. Because <gasps> as long as you have that system, it's 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 it's, it's, it's prone to corruption, yep. of course. And you know, it's 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 legal. It's like somebody said, you know, it's the the outrage is not in what is illegal, right? It's, it's, illegal. it's in what is legal, Fuck. right? Man, because because bro. because what's going on is you got you got people, right, that figure it out and they and they're able to raise all this money, right, <laughs> to elect to elect people right those people all owe those positions you and especially the higher yep. you go you know school board people don't put too much money into elections but right. even even in the time that i was there the first time i ran i won a seat with fourteen thousand dollars right then guys were spending ninety thousand dollars you know Man. <clears throat> same wow. thing with city council if like if you had fifty thousand dollars you know 10 15 years ago you were viable now it's you know a hundred and fifty, three hundred, you know thousand dollars right but as you go higher, you know, up the food chain and politics, whether it's Assembly, Senate, like they're spending millions of dollars to right. win these seats. Where is all that money coming
3: from? Well, they owe big favors. Too. They
4: owe big favors. And so that's what right. happens is. So you see the you know pharmaceutical industry all up in there. You know, um, there's just there's just a lot what, of power. Corrections right, the, officers, all that. The you know?
0: pharmaceutical industry is beating up on this new program that they're trying to prep. Uh, push in the federal government to change the federal government's negotiating power with these pharmaceutical companies about how much they're going to pay for a pill like in the in the United States, you know, and oftentimes it's the government. Right. And you want to talk about people complain about socialism. But this country props up private companies in a socialist way all day, every day, 24 seven. And that goes to these. Prescription, right? What they're going to pay for a pill? Where in one country the pill is actually fifty cents, in the United States forty five bucks. Exactly. And, and who picks up the extra? It's the taxpayer. And i would say something. Go I ahead. Went
1: up to San Francisco, and I had, I had had a Hep, the Hep C. I had had Hep C. Yeah. For years, but it was non active. And I go up there, and they go through treatment. And they test me, and they're like, Ah, you know, you know what? We're going to try and get you qualified for the Hep C treatment. Six weeks. Right. They have a pill now. Right. And by the time that six weeks is over, it's undetectable in you, right? It's a miracle thing. Interferon in a pill. I go, great. And they approve me to get it, right? It's approved. He go, the doctor looks at me and goes, man, it's a good thing you got approved because you know how much this pill is. And I go, how much is the pill? Priced out of fucking $300 for a pill. Jeez. And I'm taking six weeks worth of these pills every day. Right. The the the, the Just... The, the 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 a, a pill being six hundred dollars is ridiculous, man. Come right, on, bro.
0: Right, right. And I did a whole big. Uh, I read this book, um, by the same author that did God's Bankers. That does it talks about the Catholic Church's private mm-hmm. bank that they use. Oh my god, amazing! But he did another book called uh, Pharma, and this book talks about that these these pharmaceutical companies are still family owned, private, and they go. All the way back to the Civil War era when they started dealing out these pain pills and all this other stuff that it's a, eventually gone in and, and become Oxycontin and all this other bullshit. And those guys, that family, those organizations have so much power. And the taxpayers actually pay a lot of money. Right. And, and like I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, uh, you know, again, we got Manchin, right, who's up there saying, like, well, I'm not raising taxes on the, on the wealthy. We can't deal with all that. They got no problem taxing the middle class to pay for these pharmaceutical companies to charge exorbitant prices, so that their kids can fly around on jets and listen to fucking Lil Wayne and fucking Yeezy and all these other motherfuckers. Yep. And I'm sick of that shit. I, I really feel like,
1: and they're all and all those musicians are pumping. The prescription drugs.
0: Right. I'm saying is is yeah. like this country needs to get over this old sacred cow of that. We can't raise taxes We're always talking about we can't afford anything. You know what we can afford things when it comes to Propping up these private companies. Yeah,
3: but you know what? I think we're right. already paying a lot in taxes But what he was saying was that you know, it needs to be allocated properly because what? they don't want
0: nah, you no know, I don't think we're paying a lot in taxes. in fact you go back to uh, pre-World War two a lot of the wealthy were paying huge amounts of taxes. And that was normal back then. Right. And now it's reduced to such a tiny level that we need to go back to that. I'm well, sorry. If it, the, I'm talking about the middle class is yeah. already paying. For right. And I'm not right. talking about. I'm, yeah. I'm saying we have no problem. People have been taxing the middle class. Right. I'm talking about the wealthy. Oh, 100%. Right. Yeah. Tax those. Like Elon Musk. How many hundreds of billions does that dude need? Yeah. Right. At a certain point, you're eating the octop- deep-fried octopus with ink sauce. You don't need another $100 billion. Right, so, right, 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 and right. no one's tripping. Take that $100 billion, put it into Santa Monica.
4: That's the thing is, is you know, we are the, the middle class, the lower class, I mean, is, is shouldering all the burden, you know, for the country. You Absolutely. Know what I'm saying? And the rich, you know. They have the power, and that's how the system's set up you know so so they they protect each other, right, the Rich folks protect each other, people in power, you look at who's in Congress. um all these people are one way or another linked up, you know right, and so it, yeah we need we need to have a better distribution of the wealth in this country because if not look at the catastrophe that we're looking at, I right. mean the amount of people that are homeless on our streets, you know it looks like like some people will say third world conditions you know? right. And it's, it's very sad, you know, to see that. And so we need to do better. You know, the government should do better, you know, invest better. Um, I also so that- see
0: it as a national security issue. And I'll tell you why. The poor people, right, or the people who are, quote, unquote, forgotten by this system, they stop feeling like they have a stake in it. And it makes it that much easier for them to listen to somebody else to undermine our system. If we take care of the of the people who have less so that they feel like they have a stake in this country, to me, that's a national security issue.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And and ultimately, you know, people need to start waking up, you know, yeah. and right. voting and getting involved. Yeah. And there's a lot of ways to participate. You know, some people, they say, ah, you know, I don't vote because my vote doesn't count. And that's exactly what the system, you know, the, the yep. controllers want, you know, yep. for you not to participate. Right. But, you know, you can go to a protest, you know, you can... Uh, a fundraise you know even like someone who said man i can't vote you know like i'm undocumented or mm. or i'm on parole you know and i can't vote but you can get 10 people to vote what? You know what i'm saying so there's many different ways to make an impact i mean when i first got started in in politics I felt that, you know, community organizing, you know, grassroots organizing, where was the power where the power is at? I still do believe that. Right. But I also see that you have, you know, now that the the numbers are in our favor, you know, the vote is is definitely an impact. You know, you can definitely do something by getting people together to, you know, to vote together. And ultimately, I think that's a, a better system, you know, like. There is something to be said about, you know, people having the opportunity to express themselves, you know, through the vote, electing people that represent their values. Right. And um, and, and I'm starting to see it. You know, I've been inspired by meeting people in the state legislature, state senate, uh, people like Marielena Durazo, you know. That who came from the labor movement, uh, Lorena Gonzalez-Fletcher, you know, out of San Diego, like, you see what these women are doing, like, the policies they're passing, what they're fighting for, you know, in the uh, California state legislature, and the victories that they're having, um, and it's inspiring, it's great to see that, yes, it does make a difference, you know, who, who are in those seats, sure. and that's something that I, I try to do, you know, being on the city council, is uh, being a voice, you know, like, I always, uh, you know, the other day we were talking about affordable housing, for example. Right. And uh, you know we we're on the hook. So the state of California has told every city because we're having a housing shortage that everybody has to uh, create so much affordable housing. So in, in Santa Monica, it's about eight thousand like eight hundred units that we are on the hook for. Right, sixty percent of them being affordable. And so you know you start asking about well w- these units, you know, like they're doing these one bedroom. Apartments that you you can't even fit like for real furniture in, right. or these two little units. You know what I'm saying? So it's not really geared towards families. You know, it's not geared towards bringing, allowing families to thrive in this city. And so I, you know, we hmm. I'm starting to raise that because it's like, yeah, you know, you can feel really good about, oh yeah, we're building all this affordable housing. But then when you start seeing like, well, wait a minute, who is that affordable housing for? Right. It's it's transit
1: students,
4: students, or, or, like that or, or, or yeah, people, individual. single individuals, single. and it's yep. not it's not conducive. It to families and for me what's real important is to support families because when you have families you know there's stability there's neighborhoods there's communities that yeah. that that that's the foundation of all of all civilization you know, yeah it's, it's you have to have families. so making sure you know i started i'm going to be really strong on that to say we need to make sure that we're building the you know the three bedroom apartments you know not just the one bedrooms you know that are like Pigeon coops, you know, what I'm saying,
0: you know what it makes sense what you're saying because when you have a family in your city and you have children and you have a wife or you have a husband or a domestic partner, whatever, and you start to care about more things than just your individual self. You start to care about the kids. You start to care about more invested.
1: You're more invested in the community around you. And I could
0: imagine that there would be certain interests that don't want that. They want Selfish individualized yeah. people who can't collectivize and work together
1: 100 which
4: is the
0: opposite of family
4: yeah correct and and you know when you think of your connection to the elders right to your ancestors right and your connection to the future generations right. You become different, you know, you're now not just focusing selfishly on yourself, you know, right. you're, you you want to make this a better world for the for the people that are coming after you, but also respecting the people that have fought before you. And so in, in this country, a lot of times, you know, we're not taught like that, you know, like there, it's, an, it's that individualism. Just think about yourself and how you're going to make money, you know, and get rich. And, you know, they, they right. implant that into the children, you know, at, yeah. at a young age. And so. You know, because it's set up for this, you know, system that that, that we have, right? And and um, I think you know what? One thing that's really beautiful that no one's really talking about it so much. You hear about it, both with with COVID, um, and 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 what's happening in the impact afterwards, people are like quitting their jobs. I yeah, love it. You know, it. I, just you know? Heard about that. People, I love it. People are are waking up, and I think what is what what people are starting to realize is like, hold on, bro, like shit, like I can die. Like you know, a lot of times we don't right. think every day. Yeah. That, you know, that's why, you know, we're about the we're approaching day of the dead celebrations and all that. Mm. And uh, for me, it's such an important practice to think that, you know what, uh, we're all going to pass away. Meaning whatever your religion is, or, but bottom line is we know for a fact in a physical form, you're not going to stay here forever. Yeah. You know none what I'm of us is
0: getting out of this alive.
4: No. <laughs> so the thing is, is that, you, you know, to, to be thinking about that, be mindful of that. Cause the, the only thing that's most valuable is your time you know that's true. so what are you going to do with your life on this planet like what is it what's your purpose and i think what people are doing is is they're realizing like dude i was way unhappy making money for this company or whatever and i'm not really living my purpose and i think when a human being like realizes that and shifts even if it hey if it means i'm making less money mm-hmm. but You're I, ha- okay but, I it. but much more purposeful i feel you know i feel like i'm really making an impact i'm doing something that's Greater than myself, like when you get rid of that selfishness, you know, yep. right. and you start thinking about how can you be a, a, a source of power in a, in a positive way. What is your purpose? What can you do, you know, to do to, to leave, leave this world in a better place? Yep. What happens at that point is that you start on the you start you you put yourself on a path of true happiness.
0: I think. Um, What you're laying out is actually opening up the space of what does it mean to be self-interested Like the version that you're talking about that we were working under was real small and tiny. Like you just saw yourself as and what can I get? But you're right. There's more to the self than just that There's the self within the family. There's the self within your real purpose There's the self that wants to think about the world at large. There's the self that knows that this life is transitory So maybe I got to do something that makes me Authentically happy right now and you know what that's inconvenient For the way politics and business has been Mm -hmm. run right? It's inconvenient
4: Yeah, yeah, no big time and um, you know, y- you won't get the same type of, uh, you know, well, you, what you end up with is resistance. You know, you end up with people being thought more thoughtful, you know, right. and, and I think that's what we're going through right now, and it's a positive thing. So that's one of the good things that's coming out. Like, I agree
0: with that. I'm, right. I'm, 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 I read an article where uh, fast food workers all across the nation have just been quitting. Right. They've, they, they're like, what am I doing? I mean, what's the point? And part of that has to do with, the fact that there may be right a better social safety net, and so I don't think what people really understand in the old days, right? They used to kind of frame the sa- social safety net as kind of like, well, that's for lazy people, lazy people who just want a handout. The truth is, the social safety net gives a common person real bargaining power with these uh, owners to say. You got to meet a certain minimum standard owner. If you want me to come in and give you my time, take away from my family, take away from my life to help you, then you got to make it worth my while. I think that's where we need to be in this country.
4: Oh, big time. It's about, you know, aligning your values, you know, making sure yeah. that people are giving back. These companies, uh, you know, th- th- there has to be that social sort of, uh, how would you say, well, social entrepreneurship, you know, as, right. as, as Alex Uh, talks a lot about you know but but companies need to share that prosperity share that wealth you know with their workers number one first and foremost right and uh and we don't see that and when we don't see that it's kind of like you know the system starts falling apart and that's what we're seeing in certain sectors you know in our cities and uh i think there's going to be you know people are going to start thinking like well for example why do we have all the people that are homeless you know right uh it's not a, a, an easy answer because everybody arrived on the streets you sort of uh, on a different car you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um but you look at you know addiction substance abuse the type of you know mental
0: health mental yeah, health, health issues what of reagan did to undermine california mental health facilities right yeah. all of that
2: goes yeah. into it all goes the, in. the, Go ahead. The, the closing down of state hospitals right yeah. exactly that was all part of
4: it. Yeah, and, and it's under this whole concept of, you know, we don't you know, socialism, right? It's like in this country it, it's a bad word. It's kind a key word. You know, and uh, and that's how they how they create sort of uh
0: some you know, sort of like framing it in a negative. Perspective. In a negative,
4: yeah, but it's like the thing is there's no pure system, you know. Exactly. Yep. Like you you have, you know, public education, you know, you have uh Medicare or, you know, different services you know, Social Security, you know, there, there's there's no way that the system can function sort of in a pure sort of capitalist you're model. So you know?
0: yep. you're so right. And I'll tell you something, man. Not only are you right. And I talk about this with some of my like uh, friends or whatever. I go, you know, we got to take our mind off socialism, capitalism, because there is no pure system mm-hmm. in the most communist state. You still had some capitalist mm-hmm. stuff. Right. And in the most capitalist free market, you still have government control and you need it. And probably in reality, it's an asymptote. You will never get to a pure model. So the fight about socialism, capitalism, blah, 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 is actually a distraction. The truth of the matter is, how can this country, one, function more efficiently, two, take care of its people, and three, be competitive for the 21st and 22nd century? Because guess what? We're going to be going up against China. We're going to be going up against the European Union when they get their shit together. And the point of the matter is, is we can't have this destructive sort of weird political system we've got right now making us weak.
4: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that's, you know, all those everything you're saying is very true, you know. So, you know, part of it um, here at the local level is is it's like one example. You have this high tech sector. Yeah, that's that has very little diversity like i think it was four percent last time i saw like 100 percent people people of color like participating in the high tech sector is like so low so what are we doing to train young people for the jobs of the future you know what type of programs and curriculum you know should we be having in public schools so that we're preparing young people for those jobs you know so that they can participate if not you end up with basically a two-tiered system you know people that are uneducated that can't participate, making low wages, basically service sector jobs like yep. working in restaurants and yep. stuff like that. Uh, and then you have people that are you know can afford the rents in Santa Monica, um, and you start seeing a wholesale sort of push out of lower income people from the West Side, right? You know, and you know a, a redistribution, you know, of of population. I just read yeah. two
0: books on huh. Facebook, and and while yeah, it may be that some people of color or whatever are not educated, most of them actually are. And there's other barriers that are keeping yeah. people of color right. out of these tech companies that then want to come to our community, your community, and then you know basically price everyone out.
4: Yeah, because once those jobs come in uh, and they're paying those high wages, right? Right. Then those folks have that money; they can afford to pay the high rent. So then the rent goes up for everybody. Right. And um, we we need to be mindful and thoughtful of that if we want to have diverse communities. You know, if not, then we're gonna end up. You know, basically creating a, a, a city where all, you know, it's a powder keg, right? You, you know, you have a, a situation sort of where you have too many poor people living to next, right next door to too many rich people. Right. And when you have a, a some type of incident, you know, that just... Sparks, sparks it up like what we've seen, sort of in '92, you know, with the Rodney King right. beating, or
0: just recently, just Floyd. recent
4: George Floyd. So we've seen these, we've seen these uh, episodes, right? And um, so we we need to we need to avoid that, you know. And and the way to to avoid that is to make sure that there's enough people doing well. Where they're, they're like, hey, I don't want to burn up the city, bro. You know, that's my house. You know what I'm saying? But if you have people like, man, we ain't doing shit in we the city. We don't right. Exactly. Yeah. At, no stake. Yeah, at that point, no stake. It's like one time I saw this young man, you know, he was writing graffiti on the building. I heard the spray cam, pshh, you know, right. and, I, and I, I went outside. I'm like, oh, shit, it must be some other neighborhood, you know? Right. And I see this young man who's my next door neighbor. He's right. like 14 years old, writing, you know, SM, you know, graffiti. I go, hey, what the fuck you doing, bro? <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm like, I'm like, you're letting everybody know, you know, that 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 people live here from the neighborhood, like other, you know, other enemies are gonna. Like, right. You're writing it like right, right by your your window, like you sleep right there, you know. Right. And he says his answer was, uh, shit. That's Mr. Chad's biz, uh, building. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he was, he, the reason why he was doing that, not to, it wasn't to hit up the neighborhood. Right. It was because he was getting back at the owner of the apartment building who had just come in and harassed his mom, you know, uh, over like putting a brand new carpet. Like that's how much of a slumlord this dude was. Right. The the family put it in new carpet. You know, you need to get permission from the landlord to put it right. in your carpet. right homeboy was trying to evict him over that right and he was pissed off he's like i'm gonna write graffiti on on the building even though he lived there and right. it's gonna make it look bad and da da da. but he had no stake he's like i don't give a fuck about the building yeah right because we don't own it so you know we need to we need to create stakeholders in a right. society you know people need to uh. people need to feel that look the progress of the city is my progress you know i right. want i want things to, to to go well in my city because i live here but if you're You know in a system where it's like hey, people don't own shit don't don't see themselves connected don't see the government representing them at some point some incident happens where it's just like boom, you know, like things go bad,
0: you know, you know, and and I feel like we need uh, an education system for the rich people to understand that they need to share. For uh, everyone to progress That the progression of all the citizens In the city is also a rich person's Progression. I feel like the rich are Undereducated. Like I feel like They don't really have a proper Education and I feel like they're Illiterate when it comes to economics and community and and also... But it is, because it's part of the doctrine that they
1: subscribe to in order to stay there.
0: But the thing of it is, is like, we always couch it in like, poor people need to be educated. And that's true. But rich people need to be educated, educated. man. That's illiterate. Hey, rich person, rich Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, and this is just the Indians, so don't blame anybody else. But you are uneducated when it comes to this. Listen,
1: bro, it isn't that they're smarter or more educated. It's that They've got the rules to some shit that we don't have. You know what I'm saying? They They don't even have
0: the rules. rules. They've they've been misinformed about American history. They've been misinformed about what's good for the community. And they've been wrongfully mollycoddled into thinking that they just have to take care of their own. Yeah. That's a real weird yeah. fucking that's small weird. minded. They need to take it's the blinders
3: gonna, off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: You're right. Right. You're it's an education, right. bro. It's I'm going to raise money and grant and I, I'm on try to re-educate white, uh, rich, rich, rich people. Right. Re-educate rich people. i gonna see if people will donate to it to, to teach know. them how we to be need members. To teach them, bro. Uh, how to be members of the community.
1: Right. Educate the rich That's the problem Educate, Educate the, the rich, rich. Educate God. the rich Educate the rich That's where the problem, problem is And it's been there this whole time
0: Exactly yeah. It's a missing element of education
1: You guys are the ones fucked up
0: Right yep. That's the truth
2: right. That really is right. the truth They could right. fix it tomorrow if they want to Right I think the rich hey. do have schools. They have private schools, boarding schools. Yeah, but you those to, are malnourished. Teaching those stupidity, are mal- Right those, Yeah, they're teaching it's stupidity. stupidity. It's malnourished schools. That's they right. They pay a lot of money, money. to like
0: Harvard to, keep you dumb. to be improperly t- instructed, and we've. We've actually allowed this because we felt sorry for the rich people because usually their children are ugly. But well, the point of the matter <laughs> is, is that we they need to be they need to finally be taught the proper curriculum. Yes, right. all right, thank you. Yep. That's all. And listen, that's important. Here that's
4: an important conversation because the, the elite, you know, they they train these kids in private school. To be that you're better than everyone else, you're right. elite. You go to Yale, Harvard, right? You, you trick these people to think that they're somehow better than the rest That's of humanity, exactly right? And that is the type of uneducation, right? The 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 miseducation of yeah. these right. of these human beings. That's how yeah. they're
0: getting messed up. It's it's abuse. Yeah. It's actually child abuse yeah. the way they send them to right. these private schools. This is how somebody like Bill Gates winds up going to multiple dinners with a guy like Epstein because they went <laughs> yes. to these private schools and yes. got messed up.
1: Yep. Yep, mm-hmm.
0: it's sad. I feel sorry for him. Yeah, well, yep, you know. So Man. educate Pico, the rich,
1: Pico youth and families. Yeah, right. Guys. All right, right here. Let's. Uh, you know what? Uh, uh, both uh, either either one, Oscar or, or or Alex. Would you like to tell uh, our listeners where they can find you? Uh, Pico, give us a rundown real quick. You Shout can out. find
2: us at picoyouth.org and yeah. also on Instagram on pyfc Santa Monica. Also on Facebook, pyfc Santa Monica. You can we're on all the, all the social networks, um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, pyfc Santa Monica as well. So everything is pyfc Santa Monica. Okay. And our, our website is picoyouth.org. You can right, check that man. out, and um, we're and part. If they want
1: to make some contributions.
2: Yeah, they can donate on our website as well, picoyouth.org.
1: And right. get a tax write-off,
2: of course, yeah. exactly, of course. All right. So, so. We, we've been we've been in the game for over twenty years since two thousand two, right? And uh, you know we, we have a brand new recording studio for you. Beautiful, people. It's
1: gorgeous, you It's man. beautiful.
2: Amazing. I'm glad that you all are here seeing it today.
1: And that's just and, one uh, piece. I mean, the editing bay working w- yeah, on the we, other we, one day, like we have a motion film picture program, film program. Yeah. You know, it's
2: our program. Uh, we have a co- computer coding program. Right. Got so, it. You know, and we're, we're developing new programs as well we're, we're, we're in the nft space now as well i bet you, uh, are, let's, you know, my let's
1: reach out you guys let's support pyfc you know what oscar, go and oscar make uh
0: where can people go to learn more about what you're doing and and helping santa monica
4: um well uh I, I can be found on the on the santa monica uh city now Santa Monica city's uh, webpage yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's great if anybody wants to do a tour of the city uh, hit us up but uh my email is Oscar O-S-C-A-R, dot de la torre uh, D-E-L-A-T-O-R-R-E, of the tower yes at santa monica.org we just changed the 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 uh, it used to be smgov.net now' it's santa monica.org okay but uh, yeah you know what Love to give people a tour, talk about issues, uh, you know, all day, every day. My commitment is to find solutions to our city's problems, you know, and try to make it a better city. I
0: mean, who says it better? Oscar, you are a man of the people. You are the hand of the people. Um, Any chance that we can reserve some of these apartments for old blue eyes?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to get. Look, uh, (laughs) there's actually they're going to open up a lot of opportunities uh, as we, you know, start. Creating more affordable housing and more housing out there. There's a community corporation in Santa Monica. You can get on the list, um, and so it, I, I always recommend everybody apply. And and you know, it's it's not easy because you know you open up a uh, hundred yeah. units. There's like you know two thousand applicants. Right, right. but. You know, you have to. It's like Lotto. You got to be in yeah, you it. You take a, a well. shot. Yeah, yeah. I,
2: I have a quick question for Oscar. Who who designs these affordable housing units for the city?
4: There's different architects. You know that that the uh, that the uh, developers you know will uh, hire, but um, typically you know it's it's about also setting policy. You know, like what kind of people what. Is, What kind of people are going to move into the housing that you're creating? And are we allowing, you know, for families to live in the city of Santa Monica? And so we need to do a little bit about that. One of the things that's really interesting that we also approved is a right of return. Uh, sort of like reparations and what we're saying is is if your family was displaced because of the freeway mm. or the civic center cuz back in the days they would put freeways you know through communities eminent not just domain. Yeah, not just to increase transportation but it was always uh, through eminent domain to take land and to and to, ta- and to get people out that were the undesirables you know right yep. So we're we're right now saying, uh, hey, if uh, you can bring some evidence or some you know information that that shows that your family was pushed out of Santa Monica, right? Uh, through these eminent domain laws and so forth, we want to we want for those who qualify. So if you're rich, you won't qualify for affordable housing, right? But if you qualify for affordable housing and you were displaced, we want to give you priority, right? With, with this right return policy, we should extend it all the way to the native uh, the American, American Indians. American Indians, oh, yeah.
0: People. I'm well, waiting for mine. Mm-hmm.
4: The, uh, we have Tongva Park, you know, right right. In, right in front of City Hall. So we're talking about also how to how to do how to celebrate, you know, the 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 culture of, of the first people of the city of Santa Monica. Right. And right. so there is that there, uh, discussion going on right now. Excellent. And so that's the, I'm really proud of the work that we're doing in those areas.
1: That's All right. awesome. Look at Oscar man. Okay, hey brother. Fantastic. Uh, uh, Let's go around. All right, go let's ahead. A quick, let's give a uh, just
3: a shout out to the city of Santa Monica, my family, my wife, my mother, the fellows, all the guests this morning. Keep doing your thing, man. We we need more more people like you out there.
0: Yeah. Oh,
3: Blue Eyes, Sean at Movemental
0: Media for all your audio needs. For all your audio needs. All right, Ovando Bone LLP. We wear braids to court. Let the tomahawks fly. The best legal representation money can buy. And also, Tigra, Papa loves you. Sarah, Papa, your husband loves you.
2: Go
1: ahead. Uh, a Shout out to the city of Santa Monica. Shout out to Alex and Oscar at the Pico Youth yeah, and Family Center. Thank you. Shout out to Burner, the Cookies family, Vibes family, Soul stuff Esteban Oreo, Supermax Hardware, www.supermaxhardware.com. Come check us out and listen to our luck show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. With that, we are out of here. Hasta la vista. Bye.
0: Per- big shout out to Lepke. blessings lepki blessings